Hey everyone, it's Lauren and Mark. Welcome to another edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. We have some great stuff in store. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, Loose Lug Nation. Today we have another special guest with us. Uh, Riley Stengem, who races down at Jefferson, has dabbled a little bit in the Tundra Super Late Models as well. Riley, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? Good morning, Riley. How are you today? Are you uh, going to survive the weather today? I hope so, yeah. We're down in Milwaukee here at school, so uh, I'm not sure how bad it's supposed to get down here exactly. Where are you going to school and what are you going for? Um, I go to school at uh, Milwaukee School of Engineering. I'm a junior going for mechanical engineering. Awesome. Good stuff there. Well, let's uh, let's get started here. Um, tell us about your first uh, memories of racing, how you got into racing, and uh, kind of the trajectory of your career to this point. So uh, I grew up... Uh, my parents didn't race while I was growing up. My dad raced a little bit, like just out of high school, but uh, he quit to go to work and that. So uh, growing up, they took me to Madison a lot to watch on Friday nights. And uh, yeah, I just grew up. My uncle sponsored Bobby Wilberg back in the day. So that's who I grew up watching. My dad was friends with uh, Dale Nottestead's dad. So I, I knew him and then I watched them growing up. And then I was begging my parents to get me a go-kart. And uh, I think I was 12 when they got me my first go-kart and we raced like down to Sugar River and broadhead then i ran down there for a couple years then we went oval cart racing for a year and then uh, after that we went legend car racing so uh i ran around wisconsin midwest for like three years racing legend cars um won some races a couple state championships and that and then we uh moved up to uh late models i ran jefferson full-time my first year i think we ran madison once or twice and then uh the next year, which would have been last year, I ran Jefferson full-time for points. Or, yeah, 2018, I ran Jefferson full-time for points. Um, ran second in the points down there that year. And then we ran a couple big eight races, I think. And then uh, this past year, we uh, built a super late model and ran. We were planning on running the full Tundra Series. COVID kind of got in the way, so we didn't make the first one. And then uh, I had to miss the one at the end of the year at Golden Sands for school. But uh, we ran some of them, ran my late model, Jefferson, some big eight races, and then uh, ran a live for five race last year, too. I tell you what, Mark and I got up and close to those legend cars at Dell's Raceway Park this year. You guys are hauling the mail. Uh, it's unbelievable how fast those cars are. And we even said where we were sitting, you wouldn't be able to tell that. But the closer we got, those things are unbelievable. Yeah, they really teach you a lot as a driver, too. I tell any kid that asks me what's for advice moving up, I say, get yourself in a legend car because uh, they teach you everything you need to know about car control. They're short wheelbase, so they're super twitchy and uh, teach you anything you need to know. They got a lot of power, so you can spin the tires. And, yeah, they really get you ready to go jump right into a late mile. Yeah, Riley, last July, uh, when you had your debut on the Tundra Series, first time you raced the Super Late, I was actually down there on that hot evening, and uh, we actually met. I shook your hand. It was the first time that I met you, and things were kind of crazy once when uh, you were uh, 
loading up and everything like that. But uh, what a show you put on with Summers and Johnson down there when you were running that race down there at uh, Jefferson. Yeah, um, it really surprised me myself. I mean, we went and tested a couple times, and we thought we had decent speed, and we unloaded right away. We were in the top five in practice and uh, didn't qualify the greatest, made a rookie mistake on – I didn't scuff and made a rookie mistake on just knowing what I needed. So it actually worked out well. We hit the invert and started on the pole. And, yeah, learned a lot racing with those guys. We fought a couple issues, like, with brakes and stuff. And, yeah, we were just able to hang on, and we th had pretty decent speed. Tell us about how traveling with the Tundra Super Late Models a, a little bit has helped this past year with learning more and more about racing. Yeah, you learn a ton. So, like I said, we this was our first venture into racing Super Late Models. Uh, we teamed up with Bruce Lee, and he helped us put together a car for this past season. And, uh, um, yeah, I learned a lot about setup. Like I said, we don't we first venture into Super Late, so it was our first venture running bump stops and stuff like that, running with adjustable shocks. So. Learned a lot that way, and going to different tracks, you had to be up on your game everywhere you went, making your stuff, making sure your stuff was right, and you had the right packages and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, and then driving-wise too, you learn a lot going to different racetracks, different techniques, stuff like that. So uh, it's just a huge learning opportunity, and it's really they make it affordable to be able to do it too. You finished top ten in points at Jefferson uh, this past year also 14th as a rookie in the Tundra Super Late Models. Pretty impressive uh, season, especially with missing a few races at Tundra. Yeah, um, I think we ended up running four out of the six Tundra races. I felt like we had top 10 speed at all of them. I spun out late at Kakana, and then uh, I think I fell to 11th after running like eighth at Wausau. So uh, we had pretty good speed at a lot of places. I struggled in qualifying, and I kind of got that figured out by the end of the year. And once we figured that out, we had some pretty good runs, um, like I said. Well, speaking of figuring it out, you actually got fast time at Kakana. Was that your first time at that track? Yeah. Um, so we ran – that was a really hectic weekend for us. We ran the state show at Jefferson Friday, Saturday, and we didn't we didn't have another hauler. So um, we got done racing Jefferson Saturday at like 1 a.m. and had to go home, switch the cars out, and I drove straight up to the track with my buddy. And, uh, yeah, we got to the track like 4 a.m., slept a little bit, and went in there because we had to be in, on the track for practice, I think, at 10.30. So uh, – yeah, we were a little short on crew help, so I just went out and did 20 laps first practice straight, try to figure out the track, and then uh, put on a set of tires, and we had some pretty decent speed there in that second practice. And I didn't think I had a shot at quick time, but I really thought I had a shot to qualify inside the top 10 or 5. And, yeah, just hit a really good lap. It was pretty crazy. Well, I can't tell you how impressive that is because that track has pretty much eaten and swallowed people out of it. The first time you see guys like Bubba Pollard, I uh, remember Brett Moffitt, other guys that are uh, super talented as well, just struggle, struggle there and do well pretty much everyone else. So that's super impressive. Um, let's talk about the quickie development driver program a little bit here. You're a semifinalist this year. Uh, obviously it would mean a lot for you if you were selected for that. But uh, tell us what the impact would be if you were selected. Yeah, it would really be huge. Um, so a lot of people, when they hear a driver development program, they think, oh, that's a kid when he goes and brings money to a team to go drive the race car. Well, the Kaliki program is a true driver development program where they go and find people, grassroots racers that uh, could use the funds. And they, they, it's a stipend at the beginning of the year. They give them eight grand, basically. And uh, 
and you go out and you compete against these seven other drivers across the country for the Kowicki Cup, they call it, and it's $55,000, which does a lot for a short track, local short track program. And you compete against them in, like, I think there's a couple different categories. You do um, on track, obviously, and then they want to do off track community service and social media outreach, spreading Allen's legacy. And yeah, it's a really great program. It gets people involved in their community, gets them exposure nationally that they might not get otherwise racing at the local level. So uh, it'd be an honor to represent Allen. I, uh, yeah, it'd be an honor to do that and get our program on the national level without having to race at the national level. What would your plan be and how would your uh, thoughts of the season change if you were selected? Yeah, so like I said, that stipend, that might allow us to run some races that we wouldn't run. I could see us maybe running a Midwest Tour race or uh, some of the super late mile shows at Oktoberfest at the end of the year that we might not be able to run if we weren't able to get into the program. So uh, that would be pretty cool. I noticed that when you got, uh, I was on your page and I was looking around and one of your, one of your words that you come up with was discipline. You wanted to be disciplined when you got into this uh, series of super late mile. Can you, uh, can you dab into that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, everybody knows that super late mile racing, especially in Wisconsin is really competitive. And uh, if you're not on top of your game, um, they're going to eat you up. I mean, there's a lot of good super late mile drivers around this part of the country. And uh, so, yeah, you just have to be disciplined in the shop, dot all your, keys or dot all your eyes cross all your keys and uh make sure you've got everything ready to go when you unload at the racetrack because if not you're going to be behind when you get there you also run a lot of i racing events uh, a couple speed 51 events other events how has i racing as a tool helped you as a driver and uh tell us a little bit more about your career yeah it really helps you a lot um not only from the driving side um you can race against some really talented racers on there and it it actually i think it's harder than real life because you don't have that extra sense of the see the pants feel so it, it's a little bit harder than real life and it gives you an edge on people that don't do it in real life because you can you have that extra sense of what your race car is going to do whereas there some of people rely on their seat of the pants feel you have that extra sense of what your race car might do so yeah it helps you with that um restarts it can teach you with wreck avoidance um, managing a race too we run some long races on there like 300 lappers late mile races on there so can really teach you how to manage a race things like that and then networking too you can meet some really cool people on there yeah mark and i use that as uh just for fun uh i wanted to race myself but i racing is uh just a blast and uh something that a lot of people aren't already but i expect more and more drivers coming through the ranks definitely too. So I see some of your sponsors. If you can give some love to your sponsors, I see one of them is Stenjum Construction. Is uh, is that a family thing, or uh, um, that that's involved with you? Um, that's my uncle, um, my dad's brother. He has um, he does like street sweeping and things in Madison. So uh, yeah, that's my dad's brother. He does that. Um, we got some other sponsors. Uh, Hogan Farms, Joe and Scott. They love racing, and I'm sure you've seen them around. They sponsor Casey Johnson and Bobby Wilberg, and. They just love short track racing, and that's the kind of sponsors you really need, um, people that just love the sport and want to be a part of it. Tell us about your relationship. You mentioned uh, learning from Bobby and all those guys. Tell us about your relationship with some of the other drivers that you race against and uh, 
how you tend to walk up for advice yeah, if you need it. Yeah, so this past year, my uh, super late model was actually Casey Johnson's first super late model. I drove for his car owner, Bruce Lee, this past year. And uh, it was the first car they built together. They ran, it was kind of like their primary Rockford car. They ran it a couple other places, but he won some short tracks at Rockford with it. And uh, yeah, so he knew the car pretty well. And we bought it from him and kind of redid it, um, us and Bruce Lee together. And uh, yeah, he was got me close on load numbers and things to go to places. And then I became friends with Ty Majeski through iRacing as well. And on the driving side of things, he helped me out when we went to new places. Cause obviously he's been to all those places, one of them all. And so yeah, to have people like that, that you're close with or can go up and ask a question to is second to none. Tell us about what your plan is for the uh, season as of right now, whether being selected or not for the KDDP. And uh, what, what your plan is, are you going to run Tundra uh, full-time or go in a um, different direction? This year, we're still finalizing our plans on a car. Um, Bruce Lee and I, we parted ways after last season, so we're going to have our own family team for like 100% this year, um, racing out of our own shop and stuff. So that'll be a little bit different, but uh, we've still got our late model. We're going to run um, probably just some select local shows and then hopefully some of the bigger limited late shows across the state. Then uh, with our super late, we're – pretty much done on it just not ready to announce anything yet but we're gonna run probably the alive for five series try to run the full series with that I'll, jerry albie does an awesome job up there with that series and really incentivizes guys to come he's put some new programs out this year then uh planning on going back and running the full tundra series i like i said going back to a lot of those racetracks for the second time i feel like i can really run well and then uh possibly maybe some midwest tour shows or uh some of the shows at fest at the end of the year Hey, you got that number 77. Where'd that come from? Was that your dad's number or is, uh, or is that a favorite? Of um, that was my dad's number growing up um, when he raced. Obviously, he didn't race when I was little, but yeah, that was his number growing up. And I've done that since I started racing. Well, Riley, we can't thank you enough for joining us today. Uh, good luck with the Quickie Driver Development Program. You're a rising star in our sport, someone that both Mark and I have kept our eye on as you've risen through the ranks here. Um, and also iRacing, we've, we've kept an eye on you. You're always a front runner in that as well. So we look forward to seeing what the season in your career has in path, and we awesome. can't wait Thanks to do this again. Guys. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah, we'll see you this summer at many events, man. We'll come down, we'll hang out with you down in the pits, man. And good luck to you, and I hope you get elected for that uh, Kowicki development. Awesome. Thing. Thanks, guys. And thank you to Drew Krybeck with Epic Media as well. He was a key contributor in making this happen today, so thanks, Drew. If you need any marketing, advertising, any PR needs, make sure to uh, reach out to him. Epic is E-P-Y-K Media. Uh, he does a fantastic job, and we look forward to working with him in the future as well. Also, anyone that wants to come on and talk about racing or their upcoming season plans, certainly reach out to us to do so. You can reach me on Facebook at LL Sports Network, pronounced Double L Sports Network. Also on Twitter at that same handle, and also you can follow myself personally on Twitter at Lauren Leach. Uh, Mark, where, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, man. I got all my videos and stuff that's out there, racing stuff. And anybody, I got some connections there. So if anybody wants to come on board and let's talk about the upcoming season, uh, come one, come all, and we'll uh, hey, we'll talk some racing. We love doing this. Uh, it's been such a blast, as you've heard in our previous podcast. We appreciate all of 
uh, the people that are coming on with this, supporting it, listening to it. Can't thank everyone enough. Uh, Mark, next up for us will be the start of the NASCAR season. We got the clash coming up this next Tuesday. We'll be putting something out for that. So stay tuned for some more content from us. That kind of tells you that spring's right around the corner, man. There's racing starting up next Tuesday night. So, yeah, let's get this season going. Here we go, man. Here we go. This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.